You're listening to Felony Podcast with your host, Dave Dahl, on the Startup Radio Network. The Felony Podcast explores ex-felons that have gone on to launch their own startups. We explore the ups, the downs, the behind-the-bar stories with these founders. Felony Podcast airs every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. My name is Mark Grimes, co-founder of Startup Radio Network. Also with us in the studio, Dave's partner in crime, Lad Justison. And here's a man with a plan, leader of the band, buff and tanned, Dave, the killer bread man, doll. Yeah, guess who wrote that? Hey, uh, hey thanks to uh, Mark and, and Bob for that great intro. Uh, welcome to the Felony Inc. podcast, live from downtown Portland, Oregon, on another cool, cloudy day in the great Pacific Northwest. I'm Dave Dahl, a four-time loser who finally realized I was playing a game I couldn't win. I replaced a pattern of addiction, desperation, and incarceration with medication, education, and an honest occupation, the creation of Dave's Killer Bread. Being at the helm of DKB was a surreal experience. Remember that, lad? I surely do. And it didn't lead to happily ever after, did it? My humility got its ass kicked. I came, let's see, I came big and I fell hard in 2013, having a well-publicized mental breakdown. What didn't kill me eventually made me stronger. In the years since that horrific incident, I've rekindled my passion to make the world a better place. To that end, on Felony Inc., we share stories of transformation, talking with <laughs> ex-felons who have successfully rewired their thinking, are making something of themselves, and are positive forces in the community through entrepreneurship. With me, as usual today, is another veteran of the Oregon State Correctional System, Portland's most infamous radio face, Lad Justison. <laughs> Lad just turned 60 yesterday. How's it feel, Pops? <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, um, you know what happened last night? Uh, one of my roommates, Paul, he... Uh, I told him Otherwise I Otherwise known as RuPaul. RuPaul. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I told him I, I like pie better than cake. So he got a an apple pie, and he put 60 freaking candles on this little apple pie <laughs> and set it on fire. I mean, it was literally on fire. And then all the wax from the candles melted under the pie, so it wasn't any good. You couldn't eat the pie? Yeah, well, you just had to pick the whole top of the pie off because like of the wax. Like you really need to eat pie anyway. I don't. Yeah. And then... My other roommate, Lenny, oh, yeah. got the infamous ice cream cake. Ah, uh, that's yeah. what you really wanted. Yeah, and then they just put this little 6-0 on there, and it was non-flammable. All right, go Lenny. <laughs> go Lenny. Just one more nail in Lad's coffin. That's right. Lenny the bass player? No, he's a Lenny's drummer. drummer. Okay, I remember Lenny. Good guy. Yeah, really, really funny guy. <laughs> Doesn't mean to be funny, but he's funny. Oh, um, he's funny looking. Yeah, among other things. And if he's listening, I hope he is, you know. Yeah. So We love you. We love you anyway. Yeah. So, uh, you all mentioned, you know, have you read your uh, part of the script yet today? Uh, well, yeah, I am reading it right now as we, uh, we're on air. So that's that's my... What's it uh, say right there? <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> you guys really are winging this. Yeah. <laughs> Be sure not to mention. <laughs> not to mention. <laughs> this is uh, so. If anybody's interested in what we're doing and, and uh, the podcast and just what Dave's doing in general, you guys can, you can uh, read more about my story. Yeah, and and you even spelt your own thing wrong there. It's what? not Dave Adal. It's Dave Adal three sixty dot com. Go there and check us out. And uh, see what Dave's up to, what his antiques are these days. is probably not too good. All right, whatever. Today's yeah, guest Peter. is Alex Peter, whose startup. Petter. 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 Yeah, Peter does sound. I, you don't yeah, want that. Yeah, no. Yeah, I guess too much. Too many, yeah, too many yeah, things can be done with that's that. That's your oh, name, no. Dave. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, anyway. Uh, Today's guest, and we really do bring our humor down to that level. So we're going down there. Yeah, we, okay. we're down there. We, we're already down there. Today's guest is Alex Petter. Petter, that's yeah, it, right? That's okay, it. You got it. Thanks. That's a hard one. <laughs> Whose startup, Corio? Did I say that right? Yeah, you got that right. SPC is committed to lowering recidivism through family communication by providing voice and text services to incarcerated men and women. Uh, I looked. Uh, I looked up a little bit of that. I mean, I did my best to try to get through what you had, and uh, I, I read a great story, somebody's story. I forget his name was uh, Spencer. Spencer. Yeah. yeah, great story, fun, yeah. um, re- reminiscent of yeah. things in my past. Uh, so you know, it, it's worth going on and looking at that. The uh, Facebook. Uh, anyway, I'm going to let Alex talk about that and. Uh, First of all, I'm going to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you. Alex Petter. Where do you want to start, sir? Okay, so where do I... want to start at your beginning, or do do you want to start start in the middle? Uh, You know, I like to let guests kind of talk freely, and... Mm -hmm. um, but then again, I like to interrupt a lot too. So. Well, that's good because uh, this is live, right? So we're not yeah. going to ed- edit all the uh, well, eventually, all the low, low stuff. Eventually, it'll be edited. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. When when it comes out in the, the you know we the always podcast. edit we always edit all of that stuff yeah. out. That's what I was going to say. Oh. I, I'm never there. He he gives me just a few things to say during the whole thing, and then he edits out what I do say. <laughs> just one big long bleep <laughs> for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, I I didn't really see your story in what I was looking at, and I would like to talk about that, if we can, um, to, the, to the level, to the point that you feel comfortable or feel like that it's, it's valid or, or uh, uh, you know, relevant. Well, Corio wouldn't have happened uh, had I not gone to prison. But uh, it, it's difficult. You know, I have to reach down deep uh, when I when I talk about this because, you know, Two people died as a result of my crime and my stupidity. None of it intentional, but... Um, it's harder I, to talk about than some things, yeah. Yeah, it is. Because, uh, honestly, it's not that long ago. Yeah. You know, I was released uh, May of uh, 2015. And uh, so I'm, you know, free of all of that uh, at, at this point. Corio actually started uh, while I was sitting in county jail, waiting for the rest of my life to... Uh, fall apart and what year was this that was uh 2011 okay yeah and that, so, that resulted from a, a, a drunk driving it did yeah so uh yeah june uh june 9th 2010 i uh made the biggest mistake of my life and uh it cost two people uh 
two young men their lives. And, you know, it's uh, a tragedy, that, that's for certain. And But it's the effect that it has on everybody. You know, the, it's the people that are, are left behind that deal with that uh, every day. And honestly, there isn't a day that goes by that I don't reflect on it at some point, on some, at some level. Mm-hmm. So it's not ever far from my mind. Well, it's not something that... Um you know, you probably should forget. You just need to forgive, exactly forgive right. yourself, whether other people do or not. You have to forgive yourself. You have to forgive them for not forgiving you. Correct. Uh, there's a lot of different um, aspects to, to you know, overcoming and transforming that are actually uh, that kind of go against the grain. Almost, it's like, uh, well, yeah. I got to forgive people. I got to forgive myself. What was that? What's that all about? Yeah. You know, I grew up privileged. Uh, I uh, had a fantastic tech career prior to that. And what kind of career? A, a technology career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of it telecom-based, which is, of course, what uh, led to Corio. And as I'm sitting in county jail and, you know, want, just wanting to connect to my family, my, my kids in particular, there was really no way to do it because you can call out. But schedules never line up, and you can't leave a message. You can't get a message. Uh, it's just you know you're living in mayhem. And I thought, man, there's got to be a better way. Um, so you know, I, I was aware of all the technologies that were out there, and started thinking about, okay, so you know, what can we do to m- build something that actually does allow messages to be received and sent and then of course there's all the safety and security protocols and issues that institutions would want that i care about any of that at that point no but you know as this developed it's part of the game yeah it is part of the game exactly so you know years later um we uh launched it and what i would say was an early beta and early prototype and god it worked yeah. <laughs> like, like, wow, this this is amazing. Where did you do this again? Um, this was at uh, the Monroe, Monroe Correctional Complex, just uh, east of Seattle, which is where I spent my time. Mm-hmm. Um, so not very know, far from where I grew up. So, you know, we can back up, you know, um, it's real important about the fact that you thought this up while in prison. Because, you know, we want to get this message out to guys that and, and women that, you know, when, when they're thinking about getting out, that they should have some type of a plan, you know, that, that they should yeah. really be preparing for what they're going to be getting out. So it's important that, you know, you kind of maybe expand a little bit on, on how this came about in prison and if you, you know, you kind of set a plan forward at that point. Right. So um, it would probably be too much to say I actually had uh, a, a plan at, at the beginning. No, uh, probably not. Who no, does? N- nobody, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. You're just uh, grappling for everything and anything you you, you can and just, you know. Trying watch. to figure a lot of shit out. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the idea came to me, uh, like I said, when I was uh, in county jail and it developed as I went through the system and. I, uh, you know, had the good fortune of working in the past or prior to that with some really, really good people. So I've got, you know, a couple uh, really incredible business partners, both developers, um, you know, Eric and Sam. And uh, at the time, uh, my, my, uh, one of my business partners, Eric, was, uh, um, he was already, he already knew the system uh, because uh, he had a family member that had been incarcerated. 
So we got to talking about, you know, what we needed and, and what the shortcomings were. And, you know, we put together a prototype and next thing we knew, we, we were testing it and, and it worked. And uh, he brought uh, another guy in who's a partner in the business now, uh, Sam. Uh, so shout out to both those guys, uh, Eric and Sam. And, uh, are both ex-felons or... No, nope. uh, I'm the only ex-felon. Or neither one of them are. Yeah. No, uh, okay. No, I'm the only one in the group. Yeah. So. But it's but important you, to note that you said that the one of your partners has a family member that is in, was in prison. Yeah. yeah so, so you got both sides of it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So you totally got it. Representation. And, and, and the truth is, everybody knows somebody, right? Yeah. There's you know, over 60 That's million felons in this country. And you know, so right, right. just look around and you point, there you go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And everybody knows somebody, everybody has been affected by it. Um, I'd like to, well, how did, you actually got this off the ground. How, uh, just give me the Genesis uh, Exodus. How did that work out? So we, it, it, so, so Corio was first envisioned as uh, just a simple way to receive a message and leave a message using uh, an interactive voice response system. Um, you know, we use them every day on the outside as we call somebody and, you know, they don't pick up and you just leave a message. Well, generally that's driven by what's known as an IVR. Um, so... You know, and those are those are plentiful, plentiful, and um, you know we had to actually build one uh, that worked for that particular situation and that particular environment. Is that just software? Yeah, it's software. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, everything that uh, Corio is built of uh, is software. It's software. It's all cloud based. Yeah. It's all highly scalable. You didn't build any hardware or anything. It all exists. No, we don't have any hardware in yeah. the system at all. So we're super lightweight and very mm -hmm. scalable. That's uh, great. Which mm -hmm. is like. You know exactly what everybody else that you know all of the large prison telecoms that take advantage of you know people that are incarcerated at huge you know minute right. rates. You can, you can do it for hopefully a lot less. That's uh, what they do. Yeah. Um, and we're a service that, that today you know works on top of them. Yeah. Uh, but we make that whole experience, uh, ugly experience of making a phone call a whole lot better because you just simply dial your Corio phone number and it says, hey, Alex, you know, you have two messages. I thought that was interesting when I read that. Uh, each, each inmate has his own uh, phone number or is it each inmate and each uh, no. family e member? Each uh, one phone number for, per, uh, per inmate. So a phone number costs money from the phone, from, from, who are AT&T or whatever, right? Yeah, so you, somebody just simply goes to our website, you know, mm -hmm. choreospc.org, uh, and for a, a minimum start of $20, we provision a phone number for that individual who's incarcerated, uh, and then the person on the outside who goes through that process can simply just leave a message, and then the person on the inside just simply dials that number mm. like they dial any number, and it says wow. uh, kind of mind-boggling. You, you've got a message, <laughs> but is, isn't there something connected with emails as well? So yeah, so we we have the ability to convert, uh, and this is one of the, the magical things about it. So, like kids, for instance, you know they don't talk on the phone; they just text, right? So we can take a message that 
somebody leaves on the outside to that phone number, text message, and we convert it to speech for the person on the inside because they obviously can't text. And the person on the inside, you know, they can leave a reply message and it's attached to a text message that the person on the outside can listen to. So it's like right to their cell phone. That's cool. That's cool. So so getting back to the price of that. Mm -hmm. So they start up with $20 and then how much is each text or each voicemail? How does that go? So today uh, we're priced at $5.95 a month for the phone number. 25 cents a message and 10 and a half cents a minute for the service. So we make calls that would otherwise be super frustrating because they either didn't get connected or they take too long, very effective and very efficient. So people just, you know, as you know, people line up with the phone, right? And you can make one call, then you got to go back to the line and, you know, it's super frustrating. So what if you could, what if every call was a connected call? And, you know, just for the simple mundane stuff that actually makes makes up people's lives, mm-hmm. you, you could just simply hear messages from your family or your friends that keep you connected and relevant to the outside because you're going to get out, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, for that little bit of, uh, amount of money and being able to make a call and actually have it be uh, a functional call, that's, what's that worth? I don't, you know. Well... I agree. Could be very meaningful in talking to your attorney. Absolutely. uh, And you also mentioned a sponsor for 12 Step. Let's get back to that in a minute. Why don't you do your thing, man? I can do that. Alex, I don't want you to fall off your seat when you hear my Mm. absolutely outrageous DJ voice, but I got to do a little little thing for our sponsors. Uh Okay. Hang on to your seat. CPA (laughs) dudes, where accounting is never boring, their price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, texts, or meetings. They just get the damn job done. Find them at cpadudes.com slash startupradio and tell them Dave and Lad sent you and we'll send you a special surprise. Seriously, we will. Okay, I don't know what that is, but it would be a surprise to me, too. Yeah, Should, what is the uh, surprise? Yeah. Is it all on? We're going to send our yeah, we'll sound send technician? That would be a nice surprise for a lot of people. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Some guy might especially, be... Going, especially, uh, you know, the, the Catholic priest. Oh, oh no. I can't believe I said that out loud. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was brought up Mormon. Yo, <laughs> 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 you're safe then. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, you definitely took a left turn then, huh? <laughs> you, don't, you don't look like a Mormon. <laughs> Weren't you brought up Mormon, too? I was brought up Mormon, too. Yeah. Yeah. I was brought up Seventh-day Adventist. What a bunch of freaks. I know. What, no, now this all makes sense for some reason. It does. It's yeah. all coming it together. Alex, what was you brought up? Was you a religious family or... So I was brought up Catholic. Oh, that's why I remained silent. Remaining silent was the problem. That's why he didn't want to tell and, the story. And, and I went to parochial school. Oh, oh my oh. God. Yes, yeah, so did I. So I got the knuckles to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> right on, buddy. Well, well, we'll try not to revisit that trauma anymore. Uh, okay, I'm over it. Okay, good, good. All right. Let's move on to where we were before. Uh, I think we were talking, for one thing, about attorneys, about Mm -hmm. being able to, you know, 
I think one of the things I read about, too, also, was how you mentioned uh, building a case uh, makes a lot of sense. If, if your, your communication makes yeah. a lot of sense, a lot of difference. If you can, you know, I remember I couldn't, my attorney didn't want to talk to me, bottom line. He was an asshole, right? I mean, I've had a lot of attorneys. So was mine. Yeah. I've had a lot of attorneys, and I don't know if this system, if this, uh, it, it would have maybe helped me to hold him accountable, you know what I mean? Because message after message after message, but then he would have said, well, yeah, I got, you, you sent me all these messages, but I have other things to do, so fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. anyway, the opportunity is there for communication in all different, for all different reasons, and I think that it could be really valuable for an attorney-client and, and just imagine if you are the unfortunate one who's got the public defender. Right, I did almost every time. You yeah. did almost every time. Me yeah, too. So that's why they never spoke to you. Yeah, because exactly. you know they're overloaded. But can you get them? Can you get them to uh, respond better if you leave them a text message? Absolutely. Yeah, it makes sense. So they 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 know they're not going to have to go through a litany of questions and all sorts of diversions and you know because they don't have any time. They're overloaded. Uh, they'd love. That's I'm, right. I think most public defenders start in that career thinking that they're going to make a change, that they're going to do something great. Right. And then they find out... Reality slaps Yeah, the exactly. That, oh, what? You know, 150 cases, mm. and I'm going to plea every one of them out? Yeah. Um, and and the, the prosecutors and, and the judges, they know that. Mm. Right. So, you know, the only guy who doesn't know that is the, is the poor guy in, in county jail who's thinking that he's got you know, an attorney. Help. Representation. Yeah. <laughs> no such thing. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I like to go back to the simpler things, you know, and uh, so, you know, you got this app, your child, you know, six, seven years old can simply send a message to you saying, you know, I love you. Yeah. So, I mean, how great is that just to be able to add, pick up the phone and, and hear something like that? So that's like, you know, one of the most powerful things that uh, we come across. So we do compliance audits with, uh, with, with Corio uh, because there is an extensive terms and conditions. And, you know, we recognize that, you know, it's, it's a tool that could be abused. Like, you know, what, what couldn't be, right? The phone right. system in, in and of itself or the inmate communication systems, as they call them, can be abused. There's nothing uh, under so, the sun that can't be. No, that's exactly right. So, you know, we do these audit compliances. And, and every once in a while we come across uh, – and, and by the way, you know, we actually haven't had anybody – of the hundreds and hundreds of people that use Corio across the country, we haven't had anybody take advantage and abuse the, uh, the service yet. So like, we're really, really like happy about that. Like sending some kind of a message to the inmate saying, hey, you know, whatever. No, uh, because uh, I, I think they all know, and we're really clear about it, that the institutions monitored. are monitoring everything anyway. So we're, yeah. we're monitoring it as well. Yeah. But, you know, we, we do these compliance audits, uh, and we listen to some of these messages that uh, are just heart-stopping. It's like, you know, and it's little stuff like, hey, don't forget to call your sister. It's her birthday next Saturday. And, uh, and, and you know, your son needs to talk to you. He's really sad. Uh, or he did really great school. Or just little stuff like, I love you. Uh, well, I can, I can only, I mean, there's got to be some, you know, sexually charged ones and things like that. <laughs> I mean, I, if I was doing it, um, I would hope I would get something like that. You know? <laughs> Those happen, too. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. That's part of life too, and yeah. so that's yeah, not abuse. That's, yeah. uh, I fast forward those. Yeah, you know? I was gonna say <laughs> it, it seems like you don't really want to invade people's privacy. No, um, 
and we and we don't. Uh, right. But we do. Well, we. But you know, we have to make sure that it's not being abused. And yeah. That's yeah. kind of our, our our obligation. You know, we're working with institutions to educate them about what Corio is and why it's important and, and why it actually enhances the safety and security of their institutions. Right. That when if somebody who's incarcerated goes to bed at night knowing that they're relevant and knowing that everything's okay on the outside and that they matter. Well, let me tell. Let me ask that makes you. A difference. How are you getting? How are you getting into these institutions? Is it a just like they make a choice and then they subscribe? Or, you know, how does I don't understand the technical side of this. Right. So we built this, uh, believing that if we asked permission, we'd never get it. So we made it so it was outside facing, and people on the outside who support somebody on the inside could simply go to the website, sign up, and give the phone number like it was their phone number to the person who's incarcerated, and then we've established God, that would have been fantastic. That's right. So, we you know, ask. if you're calling your it. family member, you have to have a phone number. That's right. Call, mm-hmm. so you're, yeah. it's just another one you put on. Because I know in Oregon that if you are calling out, you have to pre-approve those phone numbers, you know, just to have them on your list to be able to call out. Yeah. So yeah, I think they call it a pan list or right, a personal right. assigned number list. So we we maintain a pan list as well, uh, and in cases where uh, a particular institution or uh, or state DOC wants to uh, combine the inside pan list to our pan list, it's just a simple data sharing agreement, and right. you know we just ma- marry the two. But so have you had any opposition from uh, the prison system at all? No, not really. You know, we've had a few inquiries, uh, and but we haven't had any real pushback to uh, to talk about um, m- more more questions uh, from the from people on the outside. I and mean, most of our advertising, in fact, all of our advertising is either in prison legal news, which you might be familiar with, um, not so much, which is just you know it's a small publication that's you know, focused on prisoners' legal yeah. issues, uh, and Facebook. Uh, so that's and, and of course you know opportunities like this would help get the word out. Yeah, hopefully this. Uh, yeah, this is a great opportunity for you. I'm sure um, we do have a lot of the right listeners. I think listening right at this moment, and I think this is great. I when I first uh, read about it, I just couldn't really wrap my mind around it. I'm just like, well, I wouldn't. Nobody would. Back in the day when I was in prison, nobody gave a fuck, and I couldn't get anybody to answer my letters. Yeah. But, you know, looking at this, I bet you my some of these people would have actually taken the time to to send some, send a message and have it turn into uh, a text message have it turn into something uh, for me. You right. know? So what about the other end? Can they send messages to family members like that? Right. So uh, messages other other than to the main contact, which is the, you know the person on the outside who actually set up the account, the Corio account for you, you can only respond to a message that's left for you that's enabled for a reply. So somebody on the outside could leave you a message and enable it for a call or not a call. Uh, so it's it's only it's really only one way, right? Well, that's really interesting. That's pretty sweet. Um, so you know, we, we, 
We think that there are applications beyond just casual messaging, right? So there's advocacy for people that are incarcerated learners, right? So if you're working with uh, a college or, or a university trying to get your, your degree, good luck trying to coordinate from the inside with that institution right. or, or instructors. You really need somebody on the outside who's working in an advocate's role for you. Right? And, right, and the way to do that is, well, either through email, which is you know av- available in some institutions. It's not very efficient because it goes through a mail room, so it's not real time. It's real slow. Um, terrible. Yeah, yeah, and there's pen on paper, right? And you know we all know that that eventually works, but that's super slow. And that leaves you pretty much the phone, right? Yeah. But the problem is. Schedules don't line up, so you can't get a hold of the person who's going to advocate for you. But Corio solves all of that. Right? Right. So now you're just leaving messages, receiving messages, and you're super effective and efficient. And if you have an issue that needs to be resolved, it can be because you're able to convey what the issue is. Right. And so that's advocacy. We think that's super important. Right. And, and that extends into uh, like AA and NA. Right? You know, that's a sponsor, sponsee based system that works really, really well. But without the sponsor, it's just half the equation. So we talk about that on our website as well. Right. You know, a lot of people don't realize that when you're in prison that there are just certain times when uh, they're, you know, they have phone accessibility. So, you know, you leave a message, it's, you know. And competition for that phone. Right. That's true. There may be 30 or 40 phones on a wall. And if you happen to make a phone call and somebody isn't quite there at the right time, then you got to get back in line and all those crazy things. Yeah. Um. (laughs) So I do have a question about how long of a message can they leave? Well, (laughs) you're, you're generally limited to 15 minutes. Right, so if you wanted to leave a 15-minute choreo message, you could, right? mm-hmm. but the dial tone is available to you only for 15 minutes in most institutions. I think you know Washington State has 20 minutes, but for the most part, it's 15. 15 minutes. That should yeah. be plenty. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, most messages aren't any more than you know, a few seconds to a minute or so. Yeah. I mean, in reality, in today's world, um, an inmate should recognize that people's time is man, it's move, it moves fast. And, you know, time's what we got, right? Yeah, get <laughs> and, to the point, let's move on, you know what I mean? Everybody wants your time, and, you mm-hmm. know, time is the most valuable thing we have. And most people don't recognize that until they take it away from you. Right. That's right. That's That's right. There's a couple different ways of seeing that. Um, there's having too much time on your hands. Right. Uh, which is a weird, it, it, I can't, it's a novel idea to me now. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Yeah, but in prison, I remember being just completely bored out of my mind until I figured out how to, how to find things to do. Um, you know, it's amazing. And then these people on the streets, well, they're busy and... Sometimes an inmate does not think about the fact that they are intruding on someone's time. That's and, right. And space. And you don't want to do that to people because they'll just be, you'll use up a bank account that you have with them. And you want to, you don't want to drive people nuts. And I think, you know, therein lies the, some of the value that Corio offers, and, and that is it's message based. So, you know, that, makes a that, lot bank, sense, that bank of time uh, doesn't get depleted anywhere near as quickly as it would otherwise. So yeah. that's a recorded message that you actually hear your, your family member's voice, right? <laughs> yeah, you so, do. So basically, you know, if, if you wanted to, you could record 
you know, like a birthday party for 15 minutes so, and then send that whole thing so they could just, it was like they're there. So, lad, that happens all the time. You know, like during the holidays, we'll get family members uh, around a, a phone receiver singing Christmas carols to their incarcerated loved one, Aww. right? So it's, it's really amazing. And then there's personal messages, and those get saved and listened to over and over again. Uh, by the person on the, on the inside, and, and you know that's pretty dang comforting. Well, you know, I would probably get if I was in there and, and Dave sent me a message, it would probably just be like heavy breathing in the background or something, you know. Yeah, it'd be some kind of like uh, vic- <laughs> I'd be victimizing you over no. the phone. You'd hear this noise like in the background uh, and nice. heavy breathing. <laughs> wow, dude! You just brought you just brought our podcast to a new world. <laughs> We've just gone so far down, we're all looking up now. (laughs) Well, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you either hate us or you... um, Kind of like us. Or you have that low sense of humor like we do. Uh, Wow. Which is highly developed. It's highly developed uh, low sense of humor. That's right. Highly developed lowbrow sense of humor. Yeah. Um, So... Wow, this is really cool stuff. I mean, I've never. Uh, what can we do now? I mean, I almost feel like going to do some time so I can go get through a, this again. Get a message. So I can get. So I can get a message. Don't do that. So I can prove that I can actually. People actually will care about me this time. Wow. What a whiner, huh? What a whiner. So yeah. does anybody in here know anybody that's incarcerated? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I try not to. Choreospc.org. Twenty dollars. Get a phone number. You'll need name, inmate number, location. And then the next time you talk to that person, give them their number mm-hmm. and tell them to, li- to call it and get a message from you or, or whoever called. There you go. Make a big, huge difference in their lives. Well, you know, Dave, we, you know, we, we see, we're seeing a pattern of this. And we've had a couple of the guests on the show that that are helping inmates connect to their families. <clears throat> I think it's, it's a great, great venue. Uh, maybe one of these days all these guys can connect together and make a bigger thing, you know? Well, you know, it's just it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's lots of disparate uh, uh, efforts, uh, you know, to bring communications into corrections, and a lot of them, unfortunately, have a huge profit motive. You know, sure. I keep talking about Choreo SPC, and no one in here has asked yet what SPC means. Yeah, what does that mean? It means Social Purpose Corporation. Mm. So we uh, are a for-profit uh, because I don't believe taxpayers are going to pay for a service like this. That's right. But Very smart. Know, we, we believe that we have a social mission, first and foremost, so we formed this as— uh, An org, dot org. Yeah, so we are, we are uh, choreospc.org uh, because we are a social purpose corporation. And it allows us to serve our social mission with equal weight to the requirement that we have as a for-profit corporation uh, to return uh, you know, or, or to fo- focus on shareholder needs. Um, so that uh, gives us... Uh, an awful lot of flexibility in, in doing the things that we need to do uh, to meet our social mission. Yeah, your social mission um, is 
it's not, um, I mean, you, you have to make a profit, but it's driven socially. It's, or it's, your mission is driven by uh, a need to, to fill. Yeah, so, you know, we, we have funded all of this uh, by, uh, you know, for family and um, shout out to my family for putting up with me. Uh, and... Um, our own uh, our own operations. I mean, we're super proud of the fact that uh, we are self-funding uh, with uh, you know the startup capital coming from uh, you know f- family resources. Um, and so for us, our next move is uh, you know investor presentations, grow this thing, add uh, digital health health services for mental and behavioral health. I'll talk more about that in just a moment, as well as uh, money transfer. So I think we can do that more efficiently and, and at a, a lot lower cost than what uh, is happening today, which is, you know, pretty, I, I think in terms of um, cost to transfer money into an inmate's trust account, it's outrageous how much that costs. It, it costs mm. people who can least afford it. So we're going to take that on at, at, at some point. But, you know, for us, uh, raising money to, to grow this and do that development uh, not only comes from... In, it will come from investors that are, you know, wanting to invest on an equity basis, but also uh, social investors. So, so you're can, looking for investors? Yeah. Right now? Yeah. You interested? Uh, well, I'd have to. I'd have to hear more about it. But uh, <laughs> I, you wouldn't believe the number of of these uh, of. of uh, I thought I thought it was here. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, you know when I, when I when I first looked at it last night, was it last night or the day before? I, I I was like, well, I don't I don't even get this because you know for me, mm-hmm. um, like I said, I just didn't have that going on, right? And I never I I I, I learned to not need people, and uh, but I think that it can be very powerful too. So you learn you know, to not need people. Yep. What if it had been? What if it had been the opposite? What if you hadn't learned that? What if you had people to support you? Would mm-hmm. you have gone back? That's a good question. Uh, let's put it this way: what what ended up happen happening was uh, tough love was what basically what it was. Nobody um, nobody was there for me when I ne- so called needed them because obviously I didn't need them because I survived. Yeah. So I went. Um, I, I learned not to need people and. Being very independent probably helped me create the, the bread, but you know it did. There's no question about it. But that doesn't mean it it can't happen that way too. I think the keys to my success were education, medication, um, and eventually opportunity. Yeah. And I've seen that you've yeah you talk about that. You're, and there's a the fellow Spencer. Mm-hmm. Who is this guy? So we, we'll get back to that in a second, okay? Sure. This is interesting. I, I want to I cover all that, but first got to take a break. Uh, today's episode of Felony Inc. podcast is brought to you by Publicize, a deconstructed PR subscription service which generates effective visibility for your business. Publicize handles all communications with the media and any content required to do this. That is press releases, editorial pitches, etc., and they offer a wide range of PR products and abilities out of which you can construct the PR package right for your future, right for the future of your business. Can I one time get that right? Because uh, 
No. Maybe you can edit that one mistake I made out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, hey, also, listeners, please leave Felony Inc. podcast a review on iTunes. We might even read it on air, motherfuckers. It says oh. that. I don't I don't usually talk like that, but it says that in the script. Yeah, but just like always, I'll explain to our listeners that Dave writes the script. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write that part. <laughs> I get help with writing it. Okay. All right. Uh, so back to our great guest here. I think this is very interesting. Um, I wanted to talk, to, talk about... Uh, podcast. I mean, not podcast. I wanted to talk about uh, Spencer. Yeah. And his story. I saw that he, you know, I read, actually listened to his um, TED talk. Yeah. And I mean, I, I did spend some time on this this morning. So yeah, you did. I, I found that uh, Spencer was an interesting character. What's What's his part? So S- Spencer came to Corio. Uh, I think just through a referral uh, and became uh, kind of an amazing user of, uh, uh, of of our service. And he used it inside. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, so, so you know, Spencer is a, uh, he's a super energetic, big thinker uh, and doer of what he thinks up. Uh, mm-hmm. And, he basically used Corio for exactly the reason we developed it, and that is to prepare and communicate with the people on the outside. And in his particular case, not only was it his family, but it was a couple business individuals uh, that he was working with that knew him from his TED Talk and, and other connections, because there's always uh, activities uh Inside prisons, especially that particular one, uh, I think at the time he was at um, a, a uh, camp, which is you know super low uh, security, and there's there's a lot mm-hmm. of business people that come in and out to talk about you know opportunities and you know how to become an entrepreneur and that, that sort of thing. So um, Spencer's got the chops for that, and he developed some relationships with some very successful business people. And when he got out, uh, all of what he had done using Corio allowed him to get out and get going within just a handful of days. So he used Corio to build business relationships. Yeah. That's another and, word. And enlarge and cement personal relationships. So elaborate on that just a little bit. Uh, oh, so the family member has the number, right? Correct. So they can only call him. So how did he communicate with... The business, they also got a number as well? Yeah, they got his number. Exactly. So, the, you know, the guys that he was talking <clears> with, you know, they're traveling and they're super busy. So they get a message. All they need is one number. That's right? it. One yeah. number. I mean, everybody can contact that number. Right. So if they contact their loved one, then, or whoever they, has the number, yep. they can get that number and then they can... Well, no, they, the it. number belongs to the inmate. That's correct. And right. so anybody can, he can have all different relationships with that number. Yeah, right. it's, it's your personal number mm-hmm. that your business contacts, your family members, right. uh, yeah, they don't, friends from the, the past. These people don't have to know your family. They don't have to know no. the other business people. I mean, this is just a relationship. It's right. like 20 relationships or 100 relationships. Just like, That's right. Just like anybody texting me. Yeah. 
on my number. Yeah, you could get a text from somebody you don't know. Right. Dude, you can can really build a business this way. You really could. There's a lot of different things you do. Yeah. So, as you know, you've got a lot of time on the inside. You know, you can do the deep thinking and you can strategize and... You know, you, you the can kick ideas around and do the planning. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. studying, the preparation. Um, wow, did you? Did but, you? Well, go ahead. But you got to share those ideas. Otherwise, sure. they're just siloed and, and captive ideas. So yeah. you know, we, we offer an opportunity and a way for people to uh, that are incarcerated to quickly, easily you know, share those ideas. Okay, so... <clears throat> Who pays for it? Is it the family member, or can the inmate pay for it off his account? So the inmate can pay for it off their account. They just send an institutional doesn't check to us. Doesn't matter who pays for it, right? It really doesn't. Yeah. No, we, we we're happy to take money from anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we even take donations. Uh, we, <laughs> like me, I you know I'll take my I, I even hold one of those signs up on the corner down. Yeah. Because uh, this is Portland and I fit right in. So I, what, we're, we'll work for bread? Yeah. I, <laughs> we'll make bread for money. Yeah. I already, you already I, did that. Shockingly, that's something I've already done. Yeah. Yeah. No, they don't ever leave him any money. They just want his autograph, you know. <laughs> Can you sign this, day? Yeah. And I could starve. I would starve out he there. Would. Yeah, they, they think I got money already. Yeah. Fuckers. Anybody ever asked you to sign a piece of bread? Yeah. Okay. I'm More than happy. once. Right. I've signed babies. I mean, I've signed uh, babies that weren't born yet on the bellies. Okay, we can go on and on. Signed, Foreheads. He uh, signed boobs. Yeah, boobs. Yeah. Yeah. You name it. Foreheads. Bald Anyway, heads. it's not about me or you. <clears throat> or me. We only, yeah, we only got 10 minutes Oh, wait. Left. I'm the guest. It is about me. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. It's mostly about you. It's about what you're doing. And yeah. how can we get people to just realize... Just how cool this is! Um, if you were going to, if you, if somebody was just listening right now and only had one minute, I want to say, "Well, I'm going to listen for a minute." Well, give us the minute pitch. No, the one, the one minute pitch. Yeah. Oh gosh, uh, it would be uh, get a uh, get a phone number that you can receive messages on and leave messages uh, to. Uh, it allows you to connect to your friends and family on, on the outside. Uh, so you b- basically just break past all the boundaries of the inmate communication system. So whether you are an inmate or someone on the outside, and that could be, and, and use your imagination because that could be so many different people that you could connect with if you're an inmate. And if you're that person on the streets who wants to uh, connect with the inmate, I mean, you have the same opportunity. And it's reasonable. The price is reasonable yeah. compared to a lot of these inmate thing, services that you see. Yeah, it, it, it is. And, and it is, it's, a, it's a service that... Uh, it, there's a little bit of suspended disbelief when you tell somebody about it, cause, because especially if they've been incarcerated yeah. or, or know somebody who's been incarcerated and tried to communicate with them. It's like, wait, how does that work? Can that even work? Oh, uh, what I just and, thought of, you know what? I I was kind of, uh, you know, that puppy dog in love with a girl. Uh, okay, there you go. In prison. Uh-huh. But she was in prison, too. No, How's can't that? do that. Yeah. No. Okay. So, uh, when so, we think so, about so we it, built though, this. It might so, be a way. inmate to inmate communications can't be done. Can't be done. Even no. if you relay it through someone, you can't do it. Well, you can always do that, right? Yeah. I mean, you could you could do that using just the regular prison phone yeah. system by yeah, calling this, somebody and said, "Hey, did Peggy Lou? Uh, yeah, but it's, tell well, me this that, is a, this adds a different 
different aspect, though. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway. But that, that doesn't thinking, make any I'm sense. I'm thinking if Man, I... That's, that's criminal thinking, Dave. I'm thinking if I could have just got her... Well, I, I might have been able to stay in contact with her. Well, you know what I mean? But that's the whole thing, Dave, is that your girlfriend was in the same prison as you. No. So I, <laughs> you could just talk to him. That's right. You were. <laughs> I remember you were there. Oh, I get it. Lad <laughs> uh, and I, I met on the yard in 98. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so I do have a question, uh, yeah. Alex. Um, so you, you were, whatever it was in your life that brought you to drinking and getting in trouble and all that stuff, you know, I always like to ask the personal side of this, the change factor. Mm-hmm. What was it in prison that uh, just made you like, you know what, like Dave, Dave, for Dave it was education, for me it was spirituality. What was it for you? So it was... Um, just an, uh, an awakening one day that I'm in this and I have a choice. I can either make something out of this that has some lasting value that will, that will actually help people and help people not just that are incarcerated but people on the outside who are helping people on, on the inside. Or I can just sit here and watch the clock. Like a lot of guys do. How long did it take you to figure that out, to start thinking that way? It was like year two. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I think I was walking on the yard and I was like, you know, okay, so I've got these ideas. uh, I've got this background. I've got an incredible support network of family and friends. So let's get with it. Uh, Let's get in the best shape of your life. Let's get better educated. Let's hit the law library and, you know, work on the... Uh, the the appeal because my sentence was uh, an illegal sentence so I got that corrected I got that shortened and um, and and work on Choreo which at the time didn't really even have a name we uh, we launched it as the Voice Freedom Calls Project uh, we thought that was a stupid name but we went with it anyway because um, we didn't have anything better uh, and then later on we. Uh, uh, Came yeah. up with choreo. Simple is good. Yeah. So what so, is choreo? What does it mean? <laughs> Probably not a whole lot, right? No, it does it actually. Does? It's okay. Spanish for run. It means to run. To run. To run. And everybody knows that's incarcerated. There's no running in prison, right? Well, you know, maybe on the yard. On but, the yard. Uh, yeah. yeah. But that's <laughs> and you run anywhere else, and you're going to get tackled, and it's not going right. to be a good, not going to be a happy outcome. It gets you a chance to run. So right. So for people that are incarcerated or or part of that system supporting somebody, it's you know to run. It's choreo. Uh-huh. Uh, but to institutions, it's kind of an homage to corrections. C O R R core and mm-hmm. I O input output. And so mm-hmm. so we got a little bit of a uh, of a tech conversation. It's memorable. It. I mean, yeah. it's it's an easy name to say. Easy name to to think about um i i'm not forgetting it there's some things you know i forget lad he always whenever, forget. I, whenever i can you always forget your keys oh you forget yeah i forget i'm holding a drink and stuff yeah. and spill it all over oh my gosh dave is the biggest uh, you know what <laughs> i don't think i've ever seen him get a you know a big gold pop or one of his uh rock stars or whatever and not either drop it spill it Dump it over or something. <laughs> Never. Never seen him drink one totally. All right. Enough of that. Yeah, let's move on. 
All right. It's almost wrap-up time. It is. One more thing I'd like to ask you, yeah. of course, on the personal side. Um, how proud is your family of you right now, and how and, and the effect that you've had on probably you know your fellow inmates that you were in prison with before? And have you hooked them up? Have you seen any responses from that? So uh, my family is very proud of me, uh, and I could not have gotten through this without their support and, and, and their enduring love and patience with me. Um, but my kids, um, they are proud of me, and I know that. And I'm immensely proud of them. I mean, they did the time with me. How old time, are they now? So uh, 25 and 19. Mm -hmm. uh, and at the time, uh, my 19-year-old was uh, 10, uh, and he... Uh, was kind of rescued, uh, went to live with my sister in California, and my older son, um, it was a little, it was harder for him, um, and he kind of took the brunt of it. He understood it. Yeah, yeah, he was, uh, he, he, he took a face load of it. Um, but he's doing really, really great, uh, super proud of him, uh, and my, uh, my family's behind me, and, um, I, I couldn't be luckier and in a better place. You know, clean, sober, happy, and clean and sober. It's good to know. Yeah, kind of figured that. You seem very clean and sober to me. Well, Lad, thank you. Lad doesn't. I know he is clean and sober, but he doesn't seem. I don't like seem it. that yeah, way. That's the problem. With <laughs> well, you know, hey, it's been great having you on here. I want you to have the last word. Anything else that you didn't get out that you would like to say? Um, yeah, I think it would just be, uh, you know, if you know somebody in prison uh, or jail, uh, kn know that uh, while they might deserve to be there for what they have done, they went to prison or jail uh, as punishment, not to be punished. Uh, and the system has uh, become mean and unkind, and it's forgotten how important that communications are in because we're humans we you know we have to communicate uh and you know i i get that the fences are there to isolate the people on the inside from the people on the outside uh but communications make the difference because everybody's getting out right so you know when there's 70 percent recidivism rate that is an abysmal failure and that shouldn't be the case and so we're trying to do uh, our part with uh with choreo and choreo messaging, um, and uh, you know, just I wanted to say uh, thanks to uh, thanks to you guys for having me here. This is like pretty amazing. I'm yeah, kind it's of been surreal. really uh, good having you. Uh, I you brought something I hadn't really thought of. Uh, it's a new, uh, you know, that's what entrepreneurs do is they find uh, opportunities, uh, needs out there. And yeah, that, yeah. So and we make we, it happen. We've commercialized it. It's available across the country. And Fantastic. It's happening. Yeah, well, I just want to mention that also uh, Alex was in the Washington state system. Yeah. And uh, just just to clarify that, a lot of our folks are from Oregon, and it's a little different up there, Washington, uh, different different rates of recidivism and different things like that. But anyway, I have to move on, and uh, I want to thank all of you for joining us this week on Felony Inc. podcast with me. Dave Dahl and my little buddy Lad Justison, who just turned 60 years old. 60. Wow. He doesn't look a day over 65. 
And uh, also <laughs> thanks to our, our guest, Alex Petter. I said it right this time. Yeah, you did. Founder of Corio SPC, which means Social Purpose Corporation. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, anyway, join us every week live at 10 a.m. Pacific time at StartupRadioNetwork.com. If you don't join us live, we may visit your house late at night when you're least expecting it and make you listen. Breaking and entering lad's ass. Ooh, that'll be full on breaking and listening. Oh, <laughs> and coming up after the break is Latino Founder Hour with your host, Edgar Navis and Claudia Cardenas. Their podcast is usually in Spanish, so que pasa. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn, launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program. 